0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Wednesday, the Chiefs return to the practice field to prepare for their Week 5 matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. We heard from Head Coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Rasheed Rice, and safety Mike Edwards. We'll go in that order, starting with Head Coach Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll wrap things up with Rasheed Rice and Mike Edwards. Here's the Chiefs head coach. Uh,
2: Matt Dickerson, uh, his knee's swollen up a little bit, but he's gonna, he'll be all right. He just has swollen knee, so he won't practice today. Um, everybody else will practice. Jalen Watson will uh, give it a whirl as uh, Nick Bolton will. So um, both just went through the walkthrough. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Vikings. Uh, you know, they've got obviously good players. Kevin does a nice job as the head coach and, and play caller. And Brian Flores, uh, we've gone against several times. And um, he's very creative, uh, brings people from everywhere. Also plays just regular zone and man, but uh, he he does have quite a blitz package. Wes Phillips, um, again, working with, with Kevin on that offensive side, and does a nice job. So uh, along with uh, good skill and uh, their defensive front is good as is their offensive front. So, anyways, by that time, yours. Andy, you said uh, you
3: talked about Pat, saying you got greedy in that. Uh, <laughs> with his interceptions and everything. I know you're you've got different levels on every play and there's different places to go to the ball, but can you be uh, you know, guilty of getting maybe greedy with the play calling and you know, you got it rock and rolling? and
2: Yeah, well I mean I will take the blame first before he, he's greedy. I mean he's not um, absolutely. Yeah. For you anything. right. <laughs> any. <laughs> Coach I know the uh, Pat um, has always talked about spreading the ball around, but is there a concern with the starting wide receivers? They have a collective total of 22 receptions, two 20 hundred seventy-three yards that you're not getting the most out of out of that group right now? Um, well, we have a couple young guys that we're, we're kind of bringing along, uh, but I think they're doing a pretty good job, yeah. How
4: do you contain a player like Justin Jefferson change the play, change the game in one play?
2: Yeah, he's an active player. Yeah. Um, you know, you got you have to cover him. I mean, that's a simple thing uh, to say. Uh, but you, you know, you're aware of him, obviously, um, for for his skill. Um, so you, you know, you have to be creative. But most of all, you got to cover the guy. That's the best thing you can do.
1: What do you see from the Sky war right
2: now? Yeah, I like uh, what Sky's doing. We're we're rotating a bunch of guys in there, so um, nobody's got an extreme amount of catches uh on this but um you know that that's just how it's going to be i mean we have we have six seven guys that can play you know and so uh, we're putting them all in here and there Andy,
3: but i like what i've seen from him
2: yeah he's doing
3: good
2: well i mean you know it looked like it i mean Got a couple hundred yards in the first quarter. That wasn't bad. Yeah, so I think guys were, you know, 400 yards a week before. I mean, somebody's getting open, right? Coach Reed, <laughs> she's
3: coming in here in a minute. Uh, what have you seen from him and his progression?
2: Yeah, um, and I know he had the drop. I got that. Uh, but he does a great job of catching the ball and getting upfield. You can see, you can see his skill, and um, again, he's learning the game right now, the NFL game, but you're seeing progress every week. You see something that says, you know what, this guy's not a bad player. So. That's
5: the, of part he,
2: of. Looking at those uh, two runs that Pat made on that last drive, I mean, he's been pretty efficient in those kinds of situations mm-hmm. for years. What, what makes him so good in those situations? Yeah, well, because he's got, he's he's got a good feel. Some. Yeah, yeah. He's got a – he has a good feel mm-hmm. of the coverage and – you know, who's dropping out of there and the time element that's involved with that. Um, and, you know, he's smart when he doesn't. Uh, certain situations, he knows he can do that. Other times, you know, it's not going to be available. So, but he's got a good feel for it.
4: You mentioned – ahead. You mentioned Rice and his ability after the catch, and obviously the teams are dropping back, playing deep in zone. That's an area where Tyreek or other guys have filled in. Are you guys hoping that Rashid can grow into that role as be a yard after the catch guy in, the short, in that short passing game that creates it close to play?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you saw it the last couple weeks where he catches, gets himself upfield, gets a couple nice yaks in there, been doing well in the red zone area. And, um, yeah, that, that's, I think, will be a positive in his game going forward. Coach
6: I did have one of his best statistical games all around. Uh, the How does a young guy... Probably like
2: that, you know, for the rest of the season. Yeah, consistency is what you're looking for. Obviously, when people know that you're a good player, it, um, you know, they're going to try to do things to stop you. So it's important that the offensive line, tight ends, and he are on the same page and they all do their job to make the thing happen. But, um, but he, the one thing you're going to get from him is he's going to go 100 miles an hour. Right. And, and, uh, you know, run hard every time he gets an opportunity, whether he catches it or or runs it, he, he's going hard. You talked about him 100
6: miles an hour, but could you see a difference level his level of energy at, at being at him getting
2: home? I know, I know he was excited to be there, um, but he's always, yeah. You know, I know he's excited, but he, he's always high octane. I mean, he's high octane in practice, so it's all the time. Coach, you mentioned
4: that man looks from the Jets, and you said you kind of expect the same type of thing, maybe even more from Minnesota, especially with young receivers, young pass catchers. What are some of the coaching points this week?
2: I didn't catch the first part.
4: Uh, you said you saw a lot of man against the Jets. Expecting yeah. even more this week. What are some of the coaching
2: points for some of the younger pass catchers? Yeah. Um, well, you know, you got to win versus man. That's what you have to do, and uh, you know, we did we did a decent job on that. Uh, against the Jets, so um, I think with the young guys, i will just keep getting better at that as we go. Um, Jess did a nice job of blending things, and so does so does Brian. I mean, he, he's going to give you a variety of looks, and um, you know, you just have to you have to be smart with it and how you how you handle the looks.
3: Andy, this is a, a time where obviously once you want to see Peter sort of grow and progress in the offense. Just, do you
2: feel like he's someone that you need to? give more touches to this yeah so he, I think his foot's feeling better um, as he goes here um, I, and that was that's a concern when you have a guy that plays like he does very very aggressive um, toe goes on I mean still so I told you before you had a hard time getting his shoe on when he when he hurt it so um, but just bringing him back slowly I think it was important to this point and you know, we'll see how he does this week.
6: Andy, a Couple uh, more guys. I see y'all have a light day of practice today. How much does a, not looking into that Thursday night game, but kind of looking ahead to, to it?
2: How
7: much is that preparation start the week before? Just just on that short week.
2: Um. Yeah. For next week, you're saying? Yeah.
7: The, like, how do you how do you string guys along to make sure that they're ready yeah. for that short week? Yeah. Season?
2: Yeah. Well, we had a late try. We got back at four o'clock in the morning, so or whatever it was, and so. It was a a late night. um, So we'll lighten it up uh, today. Still going fast, just cut out a couple plays. Um, And then be ready, you know, be ready to go tomorrow. And then it's just a feel. I mean, I just go off of how I feel with it. Just to make sure um, the production that you're getting from your wide receivers, you're satisfied with it at the moment. You don't think you may need to bring another player in or whatever to. Yeah, but do I receive Yeah, no, repeat?
4: I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll go we'll go last three. We'll start with Todd and work our way over. Gotcha. Good. with, with Juwan, um, didn't have any alignment issues last week, but still a couple of penalties. How do you keep his confidence up but also work with him to clean things up since he's, I think he's already got pretty high in the four game?
2: Yeah. Uh, he's working on it, you know, we're we'll just keep on it uh, as we go. You know, That's that's what that's the only thing you can do is keep working it.
4: Last two, Coach know, Patrick has a chance to beat Minnesota, the only team he hasn't beaten, obviously other than the Chiefs. Well, I mean, amazing stat for his long season playing.
2: Right. Yeah. No. Um, it is, and we got a lot of work to do before <laughs> we get up there. So, um, but I think that you know, right now we're just all focused on trying to get get things right. But it is an amazing stat for him. Yeah, for sure.
4: Last one, sir. Coach, I'm
3: kind of following up on what Steve talking about with Isaiah. His, how hard he runs, how physically he runs. Is that a part of the game? Like, is that work? Like the body blows, you know, of the boxing match. Like, is that something you think enhances your offense and is a, is a necessary part to soften up the other elements of
2: the defense? Yeah, sure. I think he brings good energy to that group. Uh, um, and I'm including the running backs. I mean, you've seen um, Hilaire going. I mean, he's running like crazy too. So he's doing a nice job. And McKinnon is, you know, he he runs hard likewise. So it's a – but I think he brings energy to everybody, to to the whole offense. I I think that's a positive thing. And then it's important that we have the other two guys that you can rotate them in and let them, you know, give them a blow every once in a while. All right. Thank you. Good.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the mental side of it, I mean, obviously, the, he, he's able to really dissect defenses, um, get the ball to the right spot. Um, you could tell that they put a lot on him to be able to check at the line of scrimmage, which I thought was really cool to see. Um, and then physically, man, I mean, he took a beating last year, but he just came, came back every time and stood in there and made throws. And so uh, he's a guy that you can tell loves football and uh, loves going out there and competing every single week. Yeah, I'd probably just say more more coverage. Um, having had a lot of pressure uh, yet. I mean, obviously, probably will get some more this week. Um, and so they're playing a lot more coverage, dropping deep into coverages. And so it's open lanes for me to scramble. Um, that's something that I've always done, just usually happens later in the season more than early. So just trying to do whatever I can to go out there and win. You
2: were talking about your speed after the game
1: uh, the other
2: night. Did you ever look at a guy like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, one of the running quarterbacks, and say, I wish I had that kind of, I wish I could run like that guy? Kind of?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody does. Um, but uh, th- I think what makes those dudes so great is they can throw the football too. And so uh, I was got to be able to, to, to throw the football, and then whenever the opportunity comes, just get enough yards to keep the chains moving.
4: But you've been really efficient running in those kinds of situations, mm-hmm. doing what, what it needs, what needs to be done. Uh, what what goes into that? Like what? How do you how do you interpret that?
1: Uh, I, know, I think it's just being a competitor. Um, I, I'm just trying to move the chains, and, and obviously, I want to throw for it. I want to make the throws, but when the opportunity arises, just if I'm going to take it, make sure I go get the first down. And so uh, um, that's just something you have the balance throughout an NFL season is when to run for it and when to slide and when to throw the football and try to find ways to win games. You
5: looked
3: at the tape, what jumped out? It, 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 you didn't look like yourself at times throwing football
4: as a fan, just mm-hmm. watching. what jumped out on the tape?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just I didn't play very well. It happens um, a couple of the two, the two of the interceptions just under threw by five to ten yards um, and I missed some opportunities throughout the game. And so I just gotta put us in some better positions uh, and making better decisions um, so that the guys can go out there and work for me and make plays uh, down the field. Patrick,
2: uh, I know I you this before about your connection with some of you receivers, but when you look at your starting receiving the Tony uh, MBS and, and more, they combined 22 catches, 273 yards for the season thus far. Is there anything that they're not doing or that you're you're seeing or that you're not doing that their production value may go up so?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just haven't played very very good to start the season, so I think if I start playing better, everybody will start playing better. Uh, I don't think you can. I mean, I think you just have to go out there and keep keep shooting it uh, down the field. Uh, I mean, that's, that's how I've always been wired. Um, you just come in every single day and, and work and try to continue to get better. Um, and uh, usually that stuff kind of figures itself out and I've had I've had spots like this throughout my career where I've haven't had the best few weeks in, the, in a row and so I have to make sure that I just can go back to the fundamentals um, and try to be better for the team and then rely on other guys to make plays and I think that's somewhere where I can I can be better is just getting the ball out of my hand and letting these other guys make plays kind of like what I did at the end of the game a little bit more.
6: You said fundamentals, and
1: Yeah, I mean, just, just I mean, I, I, rely on my arm a lot sometimes, um, and obviously on the first interception I kind of faded, both of them really, I faded away from the throw instead of just stepping into it and make the throw. Um, and so that's just, that's just myself uh, just going back to the fundamentals of stuff is when it's not necessarily coming out of your hand the best way, uh, you have to go back to your fundamentals and get that stuff down before you can try the, the side arms and the fadeaway throws and stuff like that.
4: i okay, in a second. What are some of the things that you've seen in the ways that he's kind of come along as the season has gone on?
1: Yeah, man, he's just learning. Um, he has all the talent in the world. Um, he's just learning how to read coverages, how to uh, be in the progression of this offense. Um, and I think y'all see how talented he is once he makes the catch and, it's, and he's he's moving down the field. And so um, he's a, he's a tough physical runner. He's uh, explosive. Um, I think as the season goes on, he'll continue to get better and better. And what do you see from Sky right now? Yeah, I mean he's the same thing, man. A lot of a lot of young guys that are that are learning as they go. Um, sky has a lot of talent. Um, He's done a great job of getting better uh, even from last year and throughout this season and I think it's just, we're gonna keep finding a way of this offense. And like I said, I think if I play better and throw some of those passes, I'm at the right time in the right spot It'll let these guys go out there and make plays.
5: What
1: do you expect from the Vikings defense? Yeah, it's gonna be a a well coached defense. Um, Coach Flores, I've played a couple of times, uh, him as a head coach, him as uh, some coordinators in all different positions. They're very well coached. They're very well of, of knowing the scheme and being in the right spots. Um, they do a good mix of pressure and dropping out of pressure, and try to make it look the same. Um so, it'll be a great challenge for us. And uh, we have to we we'll have to execute at a high level um, in order to have success uh, this weekend. Minnesota yeah, is uh, one of the teams
3: that you haven't beat. Obviously, you haven't played them. Is that something on your checklist
1: to beat every team? Uh, I mean, I just want to win every week. I mean, it's it's not necessarily like beating this team because I haven't played them or anything like that. I just try to go in with the mentality week in and week out of just finding a way to win that game. Um, We did that last week, and now let's try to find a way to win against a really good uh, football team this week.
4: I have to use the term greedy the other day, and it seems like the vast majority of the time your judgment is exactly what you want it to be. I wonder if you could describe, though, how that's a constant work in progress to have the the right gauge of it.
1: Yeah, no, um, it's um, it's something that I have to I have to continue to get better and better at throughout my career. I mean, sometimes when stuff maybe not going as well, or if I want to kind of get that deep shot going, um, I'll I'll try to force it. Um, whereas there's just times where I got to just throw the ball away or take the check down, and um, it goes against my nature. But it's something that you have to do at this quarterback position in order to have success. And um, obviously, I made two throws in the game where I, I got really three throws. You count the one MVS on the third and long that I really got greedy and try to try to throw it down the field. Um, instead of just taking the underneath stuff. And so that's the stuff that I have to manage because I want to still have that aggressive nature, but at the same time, uh, take what's there.
4: And it's still just something your, your whole career will have to kind of keep recalibrating? And is that
1: yeah, how it works? Yeah, I think. Um, that I think that a lot of the great quarterbacks, I mean, we saw Tom even last year. I mean, he was throwing the ball down the field. You want to attack down the field because it makes defenses have to account for that. And you know, you never want to be stuck throwing the check downs underneath every single time because that's when you can really condense the offense. And uh, we take pride of being able to stretch it uh, vertically and horizontally. Um, and so that'll be something that I'll manage throughout my career. We'll go Todd, Serena and then Steve close it up. Pat, yeah,
4: I was hoping you could speak to two things. One, I know you appreciate elite guys. So just Justin Jefferson, how, how good is he? And then if you could just... I know that you guys announced the partnership with
1: Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club today you can speak to that. Yeah, I know, uh first off, Justin Jefferson, I mean he's he's great. I think um it's a it's a it's talent being able to recognize coverages and I think what people really don't understand is how physical he is catching the football. Um if you watch the games, man, I mean he he'll go up there and get it. He'll put his body on the line. You can tell he loves competing, he loves winning. Um, and so I think that's what makes a lot of great players in this league. And that's why he's had so much success so early in his career. Um, and then the partnership with Boys and Girls Club. I mean, it's something where, I mean, I have remember practicing basketball at Boys and Girls Clubs gr- growing up. Um, and how fun that was and how many great experiences I got to meet people and and opportunities I got to, to play sports that I, I loved. Um, and so um, I thought it was a great idea uh, whenever they brought it to me to be able to partner with the, the Boys and Girls Clubs in, in the Kansas City, Kansas and Missouri um, Lubbock, Texas, Tyler, Texas, White House, Texas, all the areas that I grew up in and try to give those same opportunities to kids. And I think I felt fit perfectly with my 15 and my homies foundation.
3: Uh, Patrick, a couple of sidebars. I know on the field, I think you said you're not really interested in the records. They asked you about the 200 mm-hmm. touchdown, um, but it did You move one in front of Alex Smith. I'm curious if he called you, if you knew that, that he was at 199 and that passed him. To I, I, I did not know that
1: <laughs> he didn't call me, but uh, no, that was. Uh, I love Alex, man, so uh, maybe I'll text him now, I guess, i that I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then, uh, listen, I'm not second guessing, we know why you slid down to end the mm-hmm. game and everything, but does anybody come up to you like betting fans really took note of that? That would have put the cover together. So I'm curious, do people call you? Do people buzz you? And say, I think uh, anyone that has my phone
1: number knows better than calling me about something like that. <laughs> Steve?
6: Patrick, you, uh, you talked about Isaiah um, post-game, but just looking at the film and seeing statistically yeah, he had one of his best games, what, what do you see from him going forward? How does he get that game into so, the first
1: Yeah, I think that's what makes this team so great Um, and it's a great job by Brett Veach and Coach Rita bringing in great players is even when I'm not playing my best, um, we got guys like Isaiah who can dominate the run game, we got an offensive line that can block the run game, we have got a defense that can play great defense throughout the first four games of the year, and so it's not all on my shoulders to go out there and, and win the football game. I can just rely on my teammates to do stuff, and so um throughout that game last last game I mean Isaiah was working and even though we might have some of those RPO advantage throws whatever you want to call him it's like man let's just give this man the football and let him go um and uh he, he accepted the challenge um and that's what makes this team great like I said is that it's not just me it's everybody and uh, I think now we're really seeing that as these first four weeks have kind of went through
6: and Coach consistency how hard is it for a young guy to be consistent
1: yeah I mean I uh, If I've ever seen a young guy be consistent as that guy, I mean, it's like you you have to calm him down because he wants to go as hard as he can every single play, and and that's what the great ones do. And, I mean, I don't know if y'all saw, like, he scored a touchdown, but I don't know if his feet ever landed in the touchdown because he, like, jumped all the way. I mean, that's that's his energy every single day and just as much in the locker room and the meeting room and then on the practice field and on game days. And so I don't think we have to worry about him being consistent.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. And get your child's assessment for only $29. That's SYLVAN29.com. All right,
5: guys, go for Rashid. Hello, Rashid. How you doing? How are you?
8: <laughs> I'm well. Talk to me a
5: little bit about Minnesota Vikings defense and your studying film, looking at them. Are they any different than anything that you've come up against so far this season?
8: Um. I would say that they're not necessarily too diff, too much different than other defenses, <clears throat> but uh, you know a lot of NFL defense they're they're really good at trying to disguise what they're actually going to run. So it just kind of uh, forces our offense to like use a lot of motions and stuff so that we can get a tell on the defense.
3: What's just the progression for you individually of learning what defenses are doing? In the-
8: Uh, a lot of that for me comes from honestly, uh, Trav helps me out with that a lot in practice and then uh you know, we get good looks out there and my first tells are <clears throat> uh obviously when we motion, uh if the defensive guys stay with a certain uh specific player or not and then the leverage that an outside defender has, uh as, as far as the cornerback and the safeties. So when you say Travis helps,
3: you just mean after a play you might say something to you? Yeah,
8: yeah, right after a play <clears throat> he'll be like like he'll give me uh, the courage, you know, like good job on that play, but it's always something else that I can add that will help me improve my game on the field when it comes to game day.
3: Of course, there's a lot of talk about the kind of unspoken chemistry between Patrick and Travis, and Patrick, you even said I think earlier this year, it was, you know, kind of towards the end of year two, uh, the 2019 season, that it kind of connected. Do you see it on film? Do you, you know, like does that kind of pop off the screen at you? You're like, oh wait, he was supposed to run it this way and he broke it <laughs> off like. Is that
8: one of the kind of nuances that, uh, you know, has made the next step in your career? Uh, yeah, I mean, as, as I get the offense down, uh, I'm pretty sure that'll come in my game. <clears throat> right now, I'm just trying to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I think Travis is really good at doing that because he's been in the offense for so long. And um, he had him and Pat are on that same type of page just because Pat knows exactly what he wants. And basically, Travis thinking the same thing Pat's thinking, so he knows where Pat you know, wants him to be on a specific play, so sometimes he has the leverage to you know do what he has to do to just to get open. So,
6: you, mm-hmm. you mentioned get the offense down. Do, a lot of young players say that they can't, of course, play free because they're, they're thinking, "Hey, okay, where well, I gotta line up? What the check is? All that." Do you feel that
8: way? Not necessarily. Uh, as far as when I say I get the offense down, uh, I feel like I have the offense down. Uh, it's just that when you got vets around you, that's been doing it for so long, there's always something that. You can constantly key in on and just make your game better as far as, you know, any play or as far as we the defense.
3: There's a phrase in sports, be quick but don't hurry, right? Like you want to play as fast as you can but not be out of control. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe something you're battling right now? I mean, the guys talk about the speed of the game goes up when you come to this level and and there's kind of that balance you got to find with hurrying versus being as quick as you
8: can be. Um, I think... Me personally, I wanted to have an impact in the offense as soon as I could. <clears throat> so during the preseason, I kind of, honestly, in practice, we kind of started that fast pace. So during the preseason, it just kind of got me ready, got my nerves out the way, got me out of the way of being in a rush instead of just being calm and playing fast. So when the regular season got here, I was just ready for my moment.
5: Couple more. How do you feel your rapport is with Patrick? Um, I mean, our not reporting getting along or anything, but do you have that second insight of where you need to be, especially when he's in trouble? And you know, have you gotten to that level yet with him where you don't need to say anything, the feel is there?
8: Um, Honestly, I think a lot of us are at that level. It's just we have a great quarterback that can get out of the pocket, and he can always do something amazing when the ball's in his hands. So if you're available and you're in his eyesight, all you got to do is watch the ball and make the play
4: far as, you know, knowing all the positions, just when it comes to the intricacies, where are you, do you think it in that in that part of it?
8: Um, I feel like every day I'm learning, but at the same time, when it comes to me having to know a specific player, know the playbook for the week, uh, I won't have any doubt in my game.
1: Last one here.
3: What do you feel like you need to work on route running and getting
4: out of breaks uh, to make you more comfortable in the offense and more of a contributor?
8: Uh, I feel like I can work on watching the ball in. I can work on my game every day. Every time we're in practice, we're working on our game. So we're never to the point where we feel like we're completed. We just want to keep working and getting better.
6: Thanks, Rasheed. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rasheed. Thank you. How you doing, Mike?
5: I'm good. How are you? Good. Talk to me about the Vikings. You know, we saw a little bit of insight on Kirk Cousins when we watch Netflix and everybody in the world here watched it. Mm-hmm. But what do you expect from him, his competitiveness, and of
7: course Jefferson? Yeah, like you said, he's a true competitor. He's been playing in the league for a long time. He's a uh, real vet out there. And um, we know he likes to get his playmakers the ball. He has to playmakers all over the field. You mentioned uh, Justin Jefferson. He's one of the best receivers in the game right now. So we got to take away him. Uh, his to plays, uh, we know what he likes to do. Um, got to stop him yards after catch. Um, and then in receivers and uh, playmakers he has uh, around him, uh, you have TJ Hawkinson, a great tight end, like to give him the ball, a good playmaker. Joe Addison, a rookie, he really uh, real explosive, real fast. So just guys like that all over the field, got to take him away and uh, just limit their explosive plays.
5: But how do you take Jefferson out of the equation as far as getting those yards after a catch? He seems to be able to do it regardless.
7: Yeah, I mean, How do you stop that? he's a good player. I mean, you just gotta uh, hone on tackling and swarming, having all eleven guys to the football, run to the football, and swarm to the football. Because, like you said, a guy like that uh, is hard to bring down. It's hard to stop. But uh, like you uh, we have to practice um, on it in, in, in practice and um, harp on it. And uh, like I said again, all eleven guys to the ball. What
3: what's Dave Merritt like as a position coach?
7: He's a great guy. Uh, I mean, he's not even. Not even talking about like football. He's talking about life and everything. What you need is um, to talk about secondary. You know, secondary has to be you know a, a tight knit group. Um, so uh, he's very a good coach. Uh, explains everything pretty well, and I try to get everybody on the same page. Um, you know, in Tampa when I was in Tampa, we had a safeties and corners room. Here I like how we have like a whole DB room, uh, which is better. Um, so uh, I really like how he's uh, taking on the leadership and. Uh, and I uh, try to explain everything to us and get us on the right path.
4: Mike, you mentioned the Tampa days. You've been in the league a long time. When you're facing the league receiver like Justin Jefferson, how important is the, term, the mental game of like, okay, he's going to get me, but
1: he's come
7: back the next play, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's the NFL. Um, like I said, he's one of the best receivers in the game. So uh, it's hard to stop him. a week, I mean, of a play after play. But uh, like I said, we have everybody come to the ball and uh, – to try to limit the explosive plays. I mean, if you get a, a five-yard catch, you can't turn five-yard until 60 yards. You know what I mean? So uh, just try to, like I said, stop the explosive gains and uh, be good.
1: Mike, Mike, I have I'm sorry. Speaking of long plays, I want to get your thoughts on a play by one of your teammates Sunday, and that was Brian Cook's tackle mm-hmm. on Brees Hall at midfield. Can you just tell me, what, what did you see and, and uh, how did you appreciate that play?
7: Yeah, definitely. I think everybody appreciates I heard a lot of people come up to him uh, after the game, told him how big of a play that was. But I told him right after the play, I said, dude, that's a big play. I mean, that definitely doesn't go unnoticed. And uh, you saved the game. I told him, look at the score. Like, the score would not be the, what it is right now if it wasn't for you. So, uh, And people don't realize how hard that tackle is. I mean, it might go down like, oh, he just tackled him. But no, it's... He has a whole field and just a blocker in front of him and everything, and that's that's real tough, especially with a, a running back like Brees Hall. is a great runner, so uh, definitely a big play.
6: This Mike, I so have you training way. camp about uh, being in top-o system and how that, you know, court, like, speaks to being in back system. Mm-hmm. You're four games in. How comfortable are you now, and are you able, to, you know, play free?
7: Yeah, definitely more comfortable, way more comfortable. Uh, it's, it's a it's a complicated defense, uh, but uh, as I expected to come in here and when I signed here, I knew it would be complicated. And, uh, and challenging, but uh I took on that role and uh really accepted it. Yeah. And uh Spaz is a great great coach, a great defense coordinator. Uh he knows exactly what he's doing out there. But uh yeah, from from camp until now it's light years away. I, definitely uh, better now for me.
3: Mike to follow up on what Blair was asking about the, the tackle. This has been a good tackling secondary mm-hmm. for a while, and that's something they take pride in. Is it you, you mentioned kind of some of the differences between Kansas City and Tampa. Is, is there a difference? In the Preach it more or is it more they've got a group of guys that you all are they put more of an emphasis on finding guys that can tackle
7: yeah i mean it's kind of about the same i guess uh spags do a, a good job of uh harping on tackling uh wrapping up uh getting a guy to the ground however it may be but uh yeah we harping out a lot especially at secondary cause, uh, it was the secondary because uh last line of defense so um, really definitely harp on uh, tackling, get off the blocks, block shedding everything, and just getting the guys to the ground, because that's a big part of our defense.
3: And, and kind of the, the flip side, we watch Isaiah run, and he runs hard. I mean, yeah, yeah. A, I don't want to tackle him. Right? <laughs> how much does it happen to tackle a guy like that when you come up against backs that are physical like he is? How mm-hmm. much does that maybe wear you out, take you out of your game? How much can it soften up a secondary when you have a hammer like that?
7: Yeah, it can, but it's a... Uh, it's more so like mental and everything. Uh, like I said, he's a tough runner. Like a guy like Pac, uh, tackle him all game. You don't want that. But uh, you want more like D-lineman to tackle guys like that. But uh, it's like I said, it's more like a mental thing. Uh, more so like want to, I guess. So you just got to do what you got to do.
4: talking about Jefferson and, and, and Hawkinson, sometimes I think Addison might get lost in that conversation. He's, mm-hmm. he's a rookie, but what makes him unique? Uh, unique
7: yeah, I mean, don't really have enough uh, a lot of film on him, except for you know college and a four games you play against him. But uh, he's a definitely a speedy receiver, uh, kind of light, uh, not really big. But uh, he definitely gets out of his routes pretty well. And like I said, he's a good deep threat guy. I've seen him uh, go over the top of a few few times uh, in the past four weeks. So uh, he had a few touchdowns on a big play. So definitely got to stop him on that and uh, not let it go over our heads.
5: Um with other teams, you mentioned they split up the quarterbacks and the safeties. Talking to Trent McDuffie, talking to Justin Reed, they really value the friendships, the away from the field Mm -hmm. activities, going to each other's house, doing different things. Is there something unique? Because you guys are like in perfect motion of swarming and tackling and reading each other. Is there something off the field that is a little different helping you on the field?
7: Yeah, I mean, like I said, you have to be a, a real tight group uh, in the secondary. I feel like the offensive line and the the DBs have to be a real close group uh, of guys uh, because you have to talk, you have to be on the same page because, I mean, as a secondary, if one person is off and then it'd be a touchdown, you know what I mean? So we always uh, try to have a DB dinner on Thursdays uh, or hang out at each other's house, like you said, uh, do something off the field. Which uh builds our chemistry up so you know we have each other back. You know, if somebody misses play, misses attack or anything, we know we have each other back and just keep each other up.
5: But is that more here than any other places you've been?
7: Yeah, I only been I only been in Tampa, but uh I mean, like I said, uh I feel like every every group of guys, uh especially DBs, have to stay close. So uh we had a great uh good group, type uh group in Tampa as well. But uh I definitely like this group. I definitely feel comfortable in uh where we're going and uh it's a, it's a young group. It's a young group. So we all around the same age or whatever. So I um, feel like we really bonded pretty well and building our chemistry up.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals